1: Number two, Tom Kakert will help us uh, preview Big big Ten media days coming up here in about toward the bottom of the hour. But right now, Centurion Stone of Iowa makes it possible for us to speak with David Kaplan on a weekly basis. And off to the Windy City we go. Cap, Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on. Cap, how are you?
2: I am great. How are you guys?
1: Well, we're pumped up. Trent and I are headed to Vegas this afternoon. A little jealous, are you? Yeah, how come we're not, like this segment isn't coming to you live from Vegas? Well, we'll tomorrow and the next day. We're at the South Point tomorrow. We're at Circa on Friday.
2: I'm talking about me being ah. with you in Vegas. <laughs> gotcha.
1: No, that you know what that would have been. Uh, we should yeah we should have uh, put a little homework into that one. That would have been fun. Cap, uh, oh. we got a lot of ground to cover with you. Um, so let let's get to it. I'll I'll save the. Um, uh, the, the the huge series this weekend, Brewers and White Sox, uh, battle for the Midwest supremacy, and who saw that coming? But I want to start with the Cubs and with potentially the final week. Uh, what did you make when Chris Bryant was removed for the game uh, in the middle of the game last night, calling it hamstring fatigue? Is that nothing more than protecting an asset? Has he played or had his last at-bat as a Cub cap?
2: I can't believe that he's had his last at-bat. Maybe... They were just out of an you know, this new term, out of an abundance of caution. You know, their scouts there last night. The White Sox actually had two scouts at the Cubs Cardinals game last night. So are they looking at Javi Baez? Are they looking at Andrew Chapin, Ryan Zapera, Craig Kimbrell? I don't think they're looking at Chris Bryant. I don't because they're getting their outfielders back. But I think this was being completely out of an abundance of caution because the Mets had a scout there they're looking at Bryant he is showing you versatility and let's just be fair and honest here this is not me being a hater chris isn't what you would call you know the grittiest toughest dude in the world he's a wonderfully talented player he's an awesome person but he's not a guy who plays through nagging injury You know, like a football player. Mm -hmm. He dove for a ball, and he had to come out. That's just who some guys are like that. Aramis Ramirez, hell of a player, not a guy you would say was the grittiest, toughest guy. So I think it was being cautious.
0: Speaking of hamstrings, Jake Arrieta, hamstring tightness himself. Hamstrings proving to be a pretty big deal for the Cubs all of a sudden. When he is back, when he's eligible to return, do you anticipate it's just right back to the rotation for him? Is it sending him down to the farm and maybe Triple AAA Iowa trying to figure something out? What can you tell us about Arietta?
2: I don't see any scenario where he's good because he has to approve going to the minor. When you become a veteran player, you can't be. He has no options, so you can't just without his permission send him down. I don't see any way Jake Arietta is going back to the minor leagues to work-on thing. Now, if it's a rehab assignment for, you know, a handful of games, that's different than being assigned to the minor league. Maybe to get some arm strength up, maybe. But I just, I don't think he's got it anymore. I yeah, don't. I don't I see movement out of his pitches. Velocity's okay, mid-90s. But he just doesn't look like the same guy.
1: Yeah, I think that they uh, they threw him a safety net there, cap, with the with the injury. And you predicted that was going to happen. Uh, you know, I after told you guys, you did. Next thing you're going to hear is arietta has got a tight ham. right? Yes, and and exactly exactly what happened. So you have Anthony Rizzo on your show. I believe it's every Tuesday throughout the season. You have Rizzo. So. Take us, um, you know, relive that conversation with our audience here. What's he saying about his contract? Has there been any discussions about uh, about keeping him as a Cub? Or does Rizzo, in the back of his mind, really think that, you know, that he might be playing his final games as a Cub, potentially?
2: So I asked him directly yesterday, Anthony, the trade deadline's 10 days away yesterday. Now it's down to nine. Have you and your people, Mark Pollock, his great agent, is a good dude. Have you guys had conversations with Jed? Hey, man, here's what we need. Here's what the Cubs can offer before they determine, yeah, we can't pay that. We're not going to get a deal done. So we're going to look to trade him. And he said, no no talks going on that he knows of. Now, he has told his agent before, hey, man, if you're talking to them, I don't want to know about it unless it's close or a decision has to be made. I want to just focus on what I'm doing. So I said, so no talks? He said status quo as far as he knows. So that's where it's at.
0: Last night, the comeback is unfolding. NBA Finals Game (laughs) 6 is also unfolding. We know your affinity both for basketball and for the Chicago Cubs. So how was the viewing habits for Cappy last night?
2: Okay, so I dislike the St. Louis Cardinals. I've said this many times on your show. (laughs) Yes. More than any team in sports. I don't like the Packers. I don't like Notre Dame football, but I dislike the St. Louis Cardinals. Grudgingly, I'll give you them their respect. Great organization, but I dislike them. It's six to one. I'm out. Me too. Gone. Yeah. Absolutely gone. And so I have the White Sox on, and they blow the lead. They're coming back, and I've got the basketball game on. And I look on my phone. Whoever's pitching for the Cardinals in the ninth, it's, I think it was Gallegos, six to one. I'm like, oh, that game's over. Now it's six to three, six to two after they walk Rizzo to walk a run in. Mm, Six to three. Interesting. Now I flip over, there's a hit, Baez, six to five. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Where was this during the 11-game losing streak? And now Ian Happ, who's a great kid, makes a great cup of coffee. He can't hit it all. (laughs) He comes up with a big hit, the double. They take the lead. And I am just laughing. And then I dialed over back to basketball because that was where my focus was. Watched Kimbrell look like he's a beast. He's just been sensational all year. And back to basketball, and then went to bed. So I was flipping around, saw both baseball games, but I was mostly locked in on basketball.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, let's do, let's do the NBA, and then we'll get to the White Sox. Because I, 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 for one, am uh, uh, really looking forward to the Brewers and the White Sox, and so glad that they're getting the ESPN Sunday Night Baseball spotlight. Did you see the pitching matchup? I did. They're out of this world, Cap. It couldn't be any better.
2: My God. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head now. It's Peralta against... Uh, uh, Gialito, yep. Walter Gialito. Yep. Let me see if I can do this. Corbin Burns against Rodon. Yep, and Woodruff against Lance Lynn.
1: Yeah, you're precise. You're right on the money. I mean, it couldn't. It's one versus one, two two three three. It's it's going to be. Um, it's got a chance to be really good. Well, they don't match up uh, precisely, but it's the best. It's the top three uh, going against the top three in some shape, form, or fashion. So pumped up about it. So I was uh, Cap. I it's, it's I know that there's the, you're a Bulls fan as well, but man, how do you how do you root against Giannis? Right? What a great story! And then he takes both of his trophies to the Chick fil A drive-through window this morning, and he's doing it live on his Instagram account. Um, how, how can anybody root against this guy, Cap?
2: You can't. If you don't like that guy, then you're just not a happy person in your life because you look at he didn't play basketball till he was. 14 years of age. He's never been an AAU guy. or got to get with the best players, and I'll go play for Team Denver, even though I'm from Chicago, because I just have to win. That's not who this guy is. And so I, I used to, when I was a coach, and then I got into the NBA to scout, I was trying to help some pl- college players from the States get deals in Europe. I became friends with a guy who would sign players to go to Greece. And so I've stayed in touch with this guy. And I was talking to him. This is a year ago. He said, I'm telling you, Giannis is never leaving. He compared him to Jose Abreu when people thought, yeah, the White Sox of Andrew Vaughn, they're not going to re-sign him. And Jose Abreu said, "Ah, no, 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 no. I'm not leaving. You're not getting rid of me. I have no idea what they're going to pay me, but I'm not going anywhere. He said, Giannis is the same guy. He likes that smaller market. He likes the feeling of family. And he didn't want to be on a super team. He wanted to win there. And he did it. He's amazing.
0: He is amazing. Hey, Cap, go in a different direction. The U.S. Olympic basketball team will play on Sunday morning against France. The Olympics, I don't know if we've ever really talked much about it. Is this an event overall that you get excited about? You know, We know you love a lot of different sports. What do the Olympics do for you?
2: I'm trying to keep my eyes open.
0: Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah.
2: I'm just, and I know I work for NBC. I'll watch the basketball. I'll watch a random event here or there because it's on. And I love when there's, you know, high level sports on in the middle of the day. Like I get, I'm off the air now. I just finished my show. I'm talking to you guys. I'm going to go work out. And then you tell me there's a, you know, team USA basketball game or, The women's soccer team is – I'll watch. But am I an Olympic guy? No. And I find it funny. There are people who – if you said, hey, we've got mosquito racing, and they had a U.S. flag on their back, oh, my God, this is the greatest. i got to watch. I'm not a fan of mosquito racing. I don't care if it's good. I hope America wins. But I'm not a huge Olympics guy. Never was. Never will be. There's a few cool events. But, like, am I going to watch the biathlon in the Winter Olympics? No, hmm.
1: no, that's a, that's a tough one, Cap. Let's get to the uh, team on the the team in first place in Chicago, and that's the runaway Chicago White Sox. Uh, they got some good news. We know Jimenez is waking his way back. Luis Robert is where I think a ball I saw cap uh, is where he's going to start his rehab, uh, regardless of where it's actually starting now. So those would be two pretty big acquisitions. But what are you hearing as far as uh, positions potentially that the White Sox will look to shore up as they get set for postseason?
2: They're going to add, I think, at least one if not two bullpen arms. You know, they brought in Ryan Burr yesterday, and this is, I think, the second or third consecutive outing, where he wasn't very good. And he gave up the home run. The Twins take the lead. So I look at that bullpen. If you're truly serious about winning the World Series, you got to push all your chips in because tomorrow, we're all day-to-day, but tomorrow's promised to nobody. And you look at that team And you think, well, next year they could do this. Well, you don't know that. Carlos Rodon might win the Cy Young. He's going to be a free agent. He may not be here next year. Is everyone else going to be healthy? What if that pitching staff isn't as good next year as it is this year? What if you lose another key? What if Tim Anderson goes down next year and you're like, oh, God, more injury? Right now they can win the World Series. A couple tweaks here or there you can win the World Series. I think they're going to add some type of a veteran catcher. I don't expect it to be a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. I think it'll just be somebody who's competent. And then they're going to add the best bullpen arm they can get without having to give up Michael Kopech. They're not getting Craig Kimbrel. I just don't believe it. They're not going to have the package to give up if they don't include a guy like Kopech. So long answer is they're going to add on. And I think they now believe they can win the World Series.
0: Finally, Cappy, uh, Ken alerted me to a story from over the weekend. Justin Fields going to see a 41-year-old that was shot and said, I can't die before seeing Justin (laughs) Fields take the field. Uh, Just an incredible story there. And yet another box check. Justin Fields, boy, it feels like this dude's doing everything right.
2: Yeah, and he came out there with his parents. Uh, I did not know the gentleman that got shot, and I don't know all the circumstances about how that all transpired, but he follows me on Twitter, so I DM'd him yesterday, and he DM'd me right back and said how amazing it was Mm. that Justin showed up with a Justin Fields jersey with his mom and dad, and he had some of his family there, and he said it was one of the coolest moments of his life. But Yeah, this guy's doing all the things right. And I talked to someone at the Bears yesterday. This is a true story. So they told all the players, you're free now until whatever the date is, the 27th, I think, Mm -hmm. they have to be back in the building. And I think this weekend, some of the rookies have to be in for their mandatory uh, um, fitness testing. And so the facility's closed. There's nobody there. And one of the Bears' executives shows up on Sunday to get some work done two weeks ago. He sees one truck in the parking lot, and he's like, "Hmm, one of the players must have left his truck here, because there's nobody in the building. Key card, opens the door, and he hears music coming from the weight room, and he turns the corner, like, the hell is going on? He turns the corner, he bumps right into 7 a.m. on a Sunday, (laughs) Justin Fields. He's like, what are you doing here? He said, Working out and then I'm gonna watch tape. I gotta be ready to go. This guy's unbelievable a beast. He has a work ethic they haven't seen the likes of.
1: Love it. Cap, so do you. And we appreciate you joining us. Gotta let you go, brother. Uh we will talk to you uh next week. Cubs in now likelihood and the White Sox are gonna uh, look different, but for certainly uh different reasons. Thank you, Cap. Appreciate it.
2: Okay, and then you've got the you've got the plain Chicago executive, the private airport up here, right?
1: It's on its way, my friend. You know what? I wish we would have done great. this. Yeah, We should have given summer. this some thought. Good to talk to you, Capper. Thanks, bud. You guys too. Yep, yeah. see you. David Kaplan. Uh, Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors Cappy. By the way, your keyword is coming up momentarily, so be listening for that here. We gotta do this first, and that's thank our friends at Centurion Stone of Iowa. Centurionstoneofiowa.com. Joe Farron, Justin Luch, the team over there, and all of their employees. Uh, Centurion Stone of Iowa. If you're in the market for natural stone to accent or update either an interior or an exterior project of your home, Centurion Stone of Iowa. A variety of styles, patterns, and colors. You can see a lot of it online. Uh, But we recommend, highly recommend, if you're in the market for something like this, uh, stop by the showroom. It's at 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines, Centurion, Stone of Iowa. Sponsors Cappy. Right now it is time. To go for the green on KXNO, you can win a thousand dollars right now by texting the keyword pay to 200-200. That's pay to 200-200. hundred-two hundred. You'll get a confirmation. Bo. Standard data and
2: message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Good stuff
1: from Cappy. Tom Cakert helps Trent and I preview Big Ten Media Days next. Miller and Condon are on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO Welcome back. Our thanks to uh, David Kaplan, again, brought to you by Centurion Stone of Iowa, centurionstoneofiowa.com. Well, Tom Kaker normally joins us on Friday, but he and the rest of the Iowa media will be busy as I was in the spotlight in Indianapolis at Big Ten Media Day. Their day is Friday. Uh, Kirk Ferren speaking at uh, 1030 hour time and uh, hopefully we'll be able to facilitate that as part of our show uh, as we did with Matt Campbell in Arlington last week. We hope to bring you Kirk Ferentz on Friday. We feel pretty, Don't we feel pretty good about it? Yeah, we'll see. Okay, a definite maybe. Uh, let's get Tom Kakert. Uh, he joins us, Tom Trent and Ken. Good to speak with you, Tom Kakert. Uh, you get to go to media days, you get to see coaches, you get to see players, and you get to see fellow media. almost feels like, well, dare I say normal in some respects.
3: Yeah, it does. It feels like we're getting closer to normal again. So, um, it'll be nice. It it still won't be normal because we won't be in downtown Chicago, yes. but um, but at least it's a step in the right
1: direction. Indeed it is. Well, so let's uh, I wanted to pick your brain first of all about Kevin Warren because you know, obviously, he's going to have a room full of reporters when he does speak, as uh, Jim Delaney did in the past. And, you know, normally some nuggets, some information come out of that uh, opportunity for the media. I um, I expect a number of different things, Tom. Uh, I, obviously, the, the COVID, we've seen Bob Bowlesby, uh with the Big 12. We've seen Sankey with the SEC. That uh, these games, if there is a COVID uh, uh, COVID disruption, these co- these games are going to go into the loss column, a forfeit. I expect the Big Ten will follow suit, uh, what the other Power Five conferences thus far have done. Do you believe it the same way?
3: Yeah, I think everybody's going to operate on the same page with the uh, with the COVID stuff this year. And um, I, you know, just talking with somebody uh, the other day, um, one, of, you know, one of the challenges is going to be. Every state has different protocols right now in different places where they're at, where Iowa is in a different place than Illinois in terms of you know, masking or whatever um, and what you can do and what you can't do. And that's one of the challenges that the Big Ten uh, physicians, the team doctors are, are facing right now is trying to put together some basic protocols for the conference uh, to operate under and, uh, and, and how they're going to be able to do that.
0: So when you look forward to this season, you have all these kind of tentacles going there, but it feels pretty normal what we're going to get. Tom, uh, one of my favorite parts about media days is just kind of the story that seems to build as you're there. Do you anticipate taking that aside and taking away kind of some of the goofiness that we saw and the disappointing uh, run at the end of the season for the Hawkeyes not getting those final two games in? What do you expect that that storyline to pop here come Big Ten media days?
3: For Iowa's perspective, I'm I'm not sure what the storyline is going to be. To be honest, uh, for, from an Iowa perspective, I expect uh, you know COVID is going to be a topic. That, um, the, the, you know, the thing I'm waiting for, and I haven't seen it really anywhere else, is there going to be a player that's going to show up like dressed like a NASCAR driver? Oh, you know, with product placement and everything. <laughs> we haven't seen that yet.
1: Interesting.
3: Uh, <laughs> but I I just I just wonder if somebody's going to come in there and. You know, have some stuff and, you know, maybe have a shirt on or a gear or, um, you know, a a drink that they're they're endorsing or getting some money for and they'll just have that sitting at their table. Um, That would create a stir, I think, right away.
1: Yeah, indeed, as as Nick Saban did yesterday in the SEC media days when his quarterback, Bryce Young, who's not even named the starter yet and hasn't played a game, Saban let on that apparently he's got about a million dollars already in endorsements. Crazy. You know, back to Kevin Warren for just a second, Tom. I'm guessing also uh, with the expansion, we believe the college football playoff is going to expand. It's just seemingly a matter of what year it will do so. Um, does the scheduling become a topic at this media day, or does it wait until we get closer to a definitive date for it to start? As to, you know, pursuant to conference games, how is the Big Ten going to position themselves to get as many teams uh, as part of that 12 as possible? Will scheduling come up this year?
3: It's going to be a topic, and somebody's going to ask about it. Um, uh, honestly, I think Scott Dockerman will probably ask about it because I know he's talked about it. Uh, and I, I think that's an issue because is the Big Ten going to just say, you know what, let's go back to eight and let's do that and let's work with that and see how that goes um, because everybody else is doing that and you're going to want, you know, maybe another guaranteed win rather than uh, beating your head in against another Big Ten school for that uh, extra game. Um, you know, I, and, and I just think there's going to be so much value now in, in trying to get as many teams as you can into that uh, into what's going to end up being a 12-team playoff,
0: Tom? There's been a lot of talk on your website. We've talked about it with you here the last few weeks about recruiting, the football recruiting issues that have propped up the tight ends with Iowa connections that haven't ended up committing to Iowa, on and on and on. As we get deeper into the summer, it feels like a lot of the evaluations going to have to change here, and I was going to hold off. And what's going to be a small class? And look to the kids that are going to get ready to play their senior season. How do you anticipate they are going to adjust on the fly? And it's a concern. We've talked about that. Just how big of a concern, though, do you see football recruiting right now?
3: Yeah, I I think it's a concern, but I don't think it's a panic position right now for Iowa. I think they're they're going to be you know fine just because they don't need a ton, and they've you know it's like a it's like kind of like a, a. uh, poker hand you know where, where you're, you're you're playing and, and you still got some other routes that you can take and uh, a lot of paths to, to get to a good class including you know last year wasn't normal for any high school football season you know like illinois i'm thinking about had six games played in the spring wisconsin six games played in the spring the evaluations just weren't very good it's You know, you might be on the fence about a kid that was at camp or something, you can see him during their senior year and say, wow, you know what, this kid's popping now. We can offer him. You can always raid the Mac, and there's, as Kirk Mm Ferentz will tell you about a zillion times, there's always a lot of good players in the Mac. Or he's got the portal, and the portal is the great equalizer now because you can just put out the help wanted sign, and uh, especially if you're at a skill position, guys are going to come running. So um, that's the that's a, another option. So that's why I don't get too worried about it and too panicked just because we're in a different place in terms of recruiting right now for everybody.
1: Uh, Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. Tom, did you vote in the uh, uh, the Cleveland poll, the Big Ten poll that comes out every year? Uh, there is no the, – the conference doesn't do it, but uh, the newspaper does, Cleveland.com. Did you vote on it? And if so, um, you know, or, or even if you didn't, I guess just your thoughts. I'm sure you've seen it. Yeah,
3: I saw it this morning. Um, I did not vote. They never asked me to vote in any of those things. So, uh, but that's fine. Um, You know, I thought it was the interesting thing from an Iowa perspective is they're picked anywhere from one to five in in the West, and I I thought that was fascinating because it kind of just tells you exactly, you know, that there's a lot of views on Iowa Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of perspectives on Iowa, and in terms of where they're going to be able to finish this year and. And I, I think if you ask uh, various different, if you ask five different Iowa fans, you would probably get that same answer that you think some of them are going to think they're going to finish first, and others think they're going to finish fifth. So um, you know, it's just it's going to be an interesting, uh, interesting year. And, you know, the other thing I think I mentioned this last week: the, the other topic is is the Big Ten just becoming the Big One and the Little Thirteen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. know because it kind of is.
0: That's a big change. Big two, little eight way back in the day, and you're exactly right. It feels like the Buckeyes just play they play on a different level than everybody else. Hey, one more recruiting, and not with anything in particular, but I saw Texas A&M, one of their fan sites, put money together to have exclusive interviews with recruits. What you have heard, what you can tell us, maybe what rivals, has anything from your network been said about this? And kind of going forward, is this a part of the new world that we're living in?
3: Yeah, it's going to be part of the new world. I know it came up in our in our premium message board that uh, some fans want to raise some money to <laughs> perhaps entice a four star running back. Uh-huh. Uh, not not something I feel totally comfortable in, right. but um, you know that's okay. Um, you know, fans can you know they're fanatics and and uh, and everything. I you know, but uh, I think that says more about tags than anything else. But. Here's the other thing. Uh, like our Nebraska site is doing um, a podcast with the McGowan's twins, the wow. the five star uh, basketball player mm-hmm. and his brother, um, who you know actually played against Iowa when he was at Pitt. Um, and they're doing a podcast weekly with our Nebraska site, and uh, it's pretty successful, and the kids enjoy doing it. So, um, you know, and I, I think that kind of helps those guys get their get their brand out as well. And so I, I think maybe there's an avenue for some of those type of things. Um, but, you know, are we going to start having to pay for interviews now?
0: Hmm. You
1: know. Yeah, you wonder. Uh, Tom at HawkeyeReport.com is our guest. Tom, I know the the local media has asked uh, Coach Ferentz about uh, his quarterback. But in the breakout sessions, uh, I'm assuming that, you know, when national media looks at this football team, they see a lot of positives. They see a lot of things that could very well uh, work out and could propel this team to the top of the West. How will Ferris address his quarterback? When he's asked about Spencer Petras, uh, what will he say?
3: I, I think he's just, you know, Spencer's Spencer's experience. He'll talk about that. He'll talk about his leadership. But he'll also kind of say, you know, it's still an open competition. He always throws that in there. He's still going to go out and earn the job and, he's going to talk about how Padilla took steps and how, you know, he, he's anxious to see how Deuce Hogan does, uh, you know, this, this fall and see if he can make that next step as well. Um, I, I, th- he kind of lets you know that Spencer Petrus is the guy, but maybe the other guys are coming along too, but, um, but I, it's going to be very clear. I think to everybody that, that he's Spencer's his guy. I, I just think the, the whole Petrus experience depends on what happens the first two games. I, I just do. I think it's kind of going to right or wrong what happens. If, you know, if he doesn't play well in those first two games and I was 0-2, boy, you guys are going to have no problem lighting up the whole night.
0: <laughs> Good to hear. Well, Tom, uh, I'm heading to Vegas with Ken. I got some basketball work that I'm going to be uh, doing, keeping an eye on Drew Kingery who plays with beyond ball. I know Iowa going to be keeping an eye on him. Iowa state also going to be there with one of their assistants looking at him. Uh, what else basketball recruiting wise is popping? Of course, Georgia peach jam is also going on a lot happening. What have you heard? The latest in basketball recruiting.
3: Yeah, it's just, um, you know, they, they were out in, uh, kind of Fran and Kirk Spurauer uh, spent his time last week, um, at, out in the Omaha council Bluffs area, watching Josh Dix and watching, um, Tyler Nickel, a kid who they really like uh, from Virginia, he's got a North Carolina offer. Looking at uh, Price Sanford as well, who's, uh, you know, I think, you know, I got to see Price a couple weeks back and looked really good. And um, I think he's he's going to get, uh, you know, maybe not right now, but, but very soon he's going to get uh, some offers, I think, from some, some pretty good schools. So, um, um, yeah, they're, they're just out trying to figure out what they're going to do with this class. They've, uh, Fran's got two spots, uh, open. So, um, he's, he's looking for a wing shooter. And I think Joshua Dix is probably the guy that they want there right now because Jaden Shutt is probably out of, uh, out of range at this point. So, um, we'll have to see what happens.
1: Uh, Tom Kaker at HawkeyeReport.com. Tom, last thing, uh, Tyler Lindebaum is going to be there. I have a feeling he's going to be very busy uh, answering questions. The media got to gravitate to this kid. He's He excels at his position. He's a, you know, in all likelihood, a first-round pick. Uh, I'm anxious to see uh, the feedback on Tyler Lindebaum.
3: Yeah, um, and super humble kid. I mean, he's, you know, he could have went. In the draft last year and probably been a second round pick I think second or third round pick easily and um, he just basically I got a lot of work to do and that just tells you everything you need to know about him as a person uh, and a player that he, he feels like there's still a lot to a lot to work on and I'm uh, um, gonna um, end up being a you know uh, he, he just he's not a he's a really humble kid and that's the thing that I think um, all the rest of the media will just um, come back to, is that he's a he's a real humble kid. I, I also think Byron Tracy is probably going to be pretty popular because I think the national folks are going to kind of maybe want to dive into, uh, you know, the, the, the racial issues, I would guess, mm. with Iowa and talk about that with him. And he's been a real good uh, spokesperson for that Um you know, in the past. So uh, I, I think they brought the right guy to speak on those top, that topic from an Iowa perspective.
1: Tom, thanks for being flexible this week. We'll uh, get you back in your normal yeah. spot next Friday. Uh, enjoy Indianapolis uh, and uh, enjoy Big Ten Media Days. We'll read uh, your coverage at HawkeyeReport.com. Thank you, Tom Cakert.
3: Thanks, guys, and safe travels.
1: Yep, good to talk to you. Tom dot HawkeyeReport.com. Take our final time out, Come back. We have... That baseball? Mm-hmm. Play of the day. You know, we get out there, there's only one game kind of in the Pacific time zone in prime time, I guess, for us. Oh, really? Yeah, it's San Fran and Dodgers, so it's a pretty good gig. Have you been handicapping it? I, I saw the number. I mean, as <laughs> to be expected. Okay. Dodgers are big price. Uh-huh. Minus I, 160. I think I'll probably just drink beer and watch the game. That's not bad either, right? It isn't bad either. Miller and Condon, back to uh, wrap up the program. Here on a Wednesday, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO 106.3 F. There's blackjack and folder and the roulette wheel A fortune won and lost on every deal All you need is a heart and a new steel Viva Las Vegas All right, welcome back to Larry at Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO You know, part of me wishes I would have been out to Vegas in the 60s and the 70s Oh, yeah Before it became as full-blown as it is today with the strip You know, kind of throwback to to Mm -hmm. those days. See pictures of all the time on Twitter. Old school Las Vegas.
0: Kind of wish I would have partook in it. I'm right there with you. You know, the stories of Sinatra, the Rat Pack, everything happening there.
1: Sammy Davis
0: Jr. We uh, touched on that a little bit earlier. Has been playing Vegas songs all throughout today as we do our final segment here and get ready to head out. But, yeah, there's something about that old school brand Mm -hmm. and still. And anymore, even when I first started going out there in the early 2000s. There were still those throwbacks. Yeah. Those throwbacks. Desert Inn was still there. Yeah. Few and far between anymore. Yep. Stardust, the Riviera. Yep.
1: uh, Some incredible properties. But uh, nonetheless, we shall be there uh, this afternoon. What time do we land? 3 o'clock local time. So 5 o'clock out Uh, here. So 5 o'clock if everything is on time, good Lord willing. (laughs) Um, So are you going to, do you like anything today? Have you looked? I mean, I know you've been busy packing at stuff. Right, yeah, it's been
0: kind of one of those days where your excitement's building. You got all that stuff, and yeah, I haven't done the same amount of handicapping that I normally do. But I'll find something. You know, you mentioned uh, after we finish up with Tom, there we get Giants Dodgers tonight. I'll probably take a stab at that, but probably going to be more handicapping for the next day and yeah. then building the. Field. Ken, I know you're like me. When we get to the South Point and we get down to the sports book and we get our first beer. I'm sure one of the first things you're going to do is you're going to go over to the table that has every sheet of futures, (laughs) and you're going to be grabbing every single one of them. Pick them up. Got a stack of them. Uh No, I love it. I do, too. All the different colors. and You also get walking through this. I wonder any more walking around. You were there not too long ago. Mm -hmm. Do you still have the people on the corners that are
1: slapping the pack and handing out
0: the the cards for the ladies of the night? I don't think that. I I thought that they were... um,
1: there was a law passed that you can't do that anymore. Oh, really? Now I'm not saying that it doesn't happen. So we were outside walking to T-Mobile,
0: uh-huh.
1: and and on the strip. See, it was so damn hot. Uh, you know what? I don't remember. Like
0: you like. I mean, you couldn't you couldn't take a step yes. <laughs> without
1: somebody putting those in front of you.
0: It was really bad. I want to say like in the the end of the two th- of the aughts, like mm-hmm. 2008 nine yeah. range. I remember you. It was like that. You could not take a step right. without somebody shoving one of those things in your hand or your face, and it got to a point that it was overbearing. And it did seem like it pulled back. You know, the last few times that I've been there, we'll yeah, see.
1: We'll, we'll see. The, the the one thing that I'm um, looking forward to seeing if there's been a change is it was so difficult to get employees back when we were there in early. May, They just they couldn't get staff, and you know where it really uh, was noticeable. Ubers, and it took oh. forever to get an Uber, and. Um, Somebody finally gave me a tip that instead of just you know going for the whatever the uh, the low class or whatever it would be, mm-hmm. ask for a premier vehicle. Yeah, you have to pay a little bit more, but there seem to be more of those drivers on the road. Oh, okay. so if you're going to Vegas and you're having trouble with an Uber, I don't can't remember what it's called. The the, the, the one Uber X L yeah, or whatever. X. Yeah, yeah. You get go go up to premier. You'll pay a little bit more, but at least uh, when we were there in early May. Uh, it's cut down the wait time significantly. We are out of time. We will speak with you tomorrow from the South Point. We will speak with you Friday from Circa. Look forward to that. Mike Palm is going to join us from Circa. He's an Iowa guy. Now one of the line makers out there. He joins us Friday. Chris Andrews from the South Point. Fingers crossed. We'll find time for us tomorrow as we take the show on the road. Murph and Andy coming up at 1 o'clock. The Fanatics are in at 3 Hawks Central Radio, Lystakow and Company prior to Big Ten media days uh, the get underway tomorrow. We're Miller and Condon. Thanks for joining us on Des Moines Sports Station 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM.